0: He was 18 at the time of his homicide. Just figuring himself out. I mean, he had left home and was striking out on his own. And you're just trying to figure out life. You're navigating it. And to have your life ended in this fashion, defenseless, it's just all the more, you know, appalling.
1: Dreams, aspirations, a future cut short by senseless violence.
0: His girlfriend came uh, in the afternoon to check up on him. And realized he wasn't answering the door so she had gained entry into the apartment
1: and they found mr
0: rodriguez um, shot
1: we're taking a look back at the murder of walter oscar rodriguez in hopes that you can help us solve this unfinished business for the cold case investigators at the hillsborough county sheriff's office working these cases is more than just a job as John Murtaugh explains, it's a passion.
0: The beauty and the um, the stress of working cold cases. The beauty of it is, is you open up this this story that starts from the unfortunate incident of a homicide all the way through until hopefully we find some sort of resolution. Um, there's a lot of information and there's a lot of of leads that go dry, and and they unfortunately um, you you look to 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 uh, drum up new leads. I believe that what we'd like to do with these homicides, these cold case homicides, is to get dialogue started again, to get people talking in a neighborhood, get people talking amongst the family, to get them to say, well, wait a minute, you know, I remember that. And I remember hearing that so-and-so was involved or so-and-so disappeared after this, or I think that's what we're looking to do, to get the conversation, going about these incidents again um so that, that of course brings in a ton of tips sometimes and you have to work your way through them and it can be voluminous but i would rather have a lot of tips that we had to work our way through than have nothing at all so i think that's the the the, the motivation behind uh taking these cold case homicides and and bringing them to the public's eye
1: Um, And it also, I think, really reminds family members that uh, these cases may be, quote, unquote, cold, but they are not forgotten.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think that is also the big motivator here. Uh, And I can speak for myself and my partner and other uh, homicide detectives uh, across the world. I'm sure that the big motivator is to let the family know that nobody's forgotten that these murders happened and that these individuals, whoever they are, they were they were special and they and their death was was is something that should not be forgotten, nor left unanswered and unsolved. And I think uh, even if it's a distant cousin at this point, because there's so many years in between, it's still closure at some point. Today we're talking about a 1999 case of an individual named Walter Oscar Rodriguez. Uh, Mr. Rodriguez was 18 at the time of his murder, uh, and he was found uh, with uh, multiple gunshot wounds to the back of his head inside of his apartment, laying face down. Uh, Mr. Rodriguez had a roommate, so he had kind of struck out on his own, left his family to go out and do his own thing. And he had gotten an apartment over on Church Street over in uh, Tampa, not too far from uh, the Raymond James Stadium area. And he was in a uh, a complex that was shaped like a U, was duplexes. He was in one of those and he was sharing his, he had a roommate at the time. Um, And really from there, we really don't know much. So, Mr. Rodriguez was found by his girlfriend in the afternoon hours of the 12th of January. Uh, His girlfriend came um, in the afternoon to check up on him, to spend some time with him, and realized he wasn't answering her door. So, she had gained entry into the apartment, and they found Mr. Rodriguez um, shot in the back of the head inside the apartment.
1: Did any neighbors in this duplex hear anything unusual or uh, see anyone unusual in the complex?
0: No, nothing of any uh, any leads have been generated from neighbors. Um, We would like to, or we would like to locate and speak to the uh, roommate. The roommate had kind of disappeared, uh, left the area right after the homicide. Uh, he was unable to be interviewed. And I think that presents a huge gap in the, uh, investigation, not saying that this individual was responsible for it. Um, we don't know who was responsible for it, but we do, we would like to eventually have a conversation with the roommate, um, and, uh, and find out why, uh, you know how something. You know how he was found. How did he not see him or, or something to that effect? If
1: there were other people there.
0: Exactly. You know who was coming in and out of the apartment. Um, the neighbors who had been interviewed said the apartment was. I mean, they were both pretty young, so the apartment was lively. People would come and go, and, and they would hang out out front. So it wasn't like he was the kind of person, Mr. Rodriguez, that would be a shut in or spent a lot of time in the house. He was pretty active, and so was his roommate. Um, and for all accounts, they were friendly. Um, you know, there were some some accounts that they may have had some sort of issues between them at times, but it could have just been normal roommate uh, uh, banter, and, and we don't know for sure. And that's why we'd like to speak to the roommate. The one thing I would definitely say is that uh, he was seen the night before in the same clothes that he was uh, found in. So he was he was doing his laundry in a pair of blue jeans and a, and a, and a light-colored shirt, and he's found in that same clothes the next day in the afternoon and a former friend of his uh, who was also a former roommate before the current roommate that that was at the time of the homicide had stated that he always changed clothes before he went to bed and he wouldn't have been found sleeping in the same clothes so he there is the idea that there's potential that this happened late in the evening and he hadn't had a chance to get ready to go to bed yet. So we are trying to figure out a timeline. We're trying to figure out motive. Um, we're going through the evidence to see if there's anything we could, you know, try to uh, have retested and be able to pull DNA off. We shot with a, uh, a small-caliber weapon, um, and so we're, we're trying to look. You know, there was some, some ballistics work done on it and unfortunately didn't give us any uh, major leads. But, you know, these are things that we'll be able to revisit down the line. Um, but right now we, we would really like the public, if anybody has any information on this case to come forward and give us an idea of what you may have heard, uh, what you may have heard about uh, either the victim, his roommate, people in the area. Uh, was there any other violence in the area that you knew of that wasn't being reported? Just to kind of give us some atmospherics on what may have been in the area at the time that we can work with. Um, we've done a victimology on on Mr. Rodriguez, um, and you know we understand you know what his life was like, what he was doing. Nothing that has given us any leads as well. Uh, phone records didn't give us any leads. So we really implore anybody to come forward and and speak to us.
1: What is a victimology? What is that process like? What are you looking for? And how did it unfold with Mr. Rodriguez? So
0: victimology is really taking your victim and getting to know him. I mean, for lack of a better term, and keeping it simple, you you look at uh, past addresses, you look at familial uh, uh, relationships, you look at uh, romantic relationships, you look at uh, job history, criminal history, you look at... uh, um uh, financial background you know anything you can find that gives you a snapshot of your victim um, because a lot of the times you know phone records are invaluable if you can get your hands on them because they tell a story sometimes who they're speaking to how long they speak to this individual um social media wow i mean this would have been uh if i, if I might be off here, but this could have been the MySpace era in 2007. You know, if this would have been a little longer than, a little later, then this might have been the Facebook, the Twitter, the TikTok. You know, those things open up doors, too. That open source intelligence and social media intelligence really does play into the investigatory uh, efforts into figuring out victimology and associates. So, But unfortunately, we don't have that here.
1: What information do you have on him that Uh, you're able to share? Well, we have the caliber of the weapon.
0: Uh, It was a 380, And we have... For the most part, nothing else, and that's the sad part. We don't have motive. We don't have any history of um, uh, disputes or long-standing problems with anybody. No issues with family. Everything seems to, in all, all intents and purposes, this young man seemed to be well-liked, pretty popular, and uh, I just happened to die a very sad death by behind being shot in the back of the head and then and and whoever did this needs to be or whoever whoever the individuals are, whether it's individual or multiple, need to be brought to justice.
1: And how old was he? He was
0: eighteen at the time of his homicide. So
1: really someone coming into to the prime of their life.
0: Yeah, just figuring himself out. I mean he literally had left home and was striking out of his own. We've all been there. When you get out there for the first time, it's, it's daunting. I mean, you have so many different stressors and, and you're just trying to figure out life, you're navigating it. And to end your, have your life ended in this fashion, defenseless, it's just all the more you know appalling.
1: On your uh, list of things you would love to be able to, to get your hands on, or information you'd like to get your hands on um, that could help you lead to this case being closed, uh, what are you looking for?
0: Well, like I said, we're going through the evidence. We're looking to see what is, um, what will be beneficial to resubmit or submit for any uh, forensic evidence, whether it be serology or, or DNA, anything we can use. And then I think we really would just like to shake the tree and find some more, some witnesses out there that can give us some background. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's common knowledge that people talk on the street and, and they don't come to the police and I think this has been you know quite a number of years now we're looking at over uh 25 23 years and maybe it's time with with some with people growing up from that era and saying you know what what happened was wrong I know a little bit more than I chose to either tell anybody back then or I I shied away from investigators I I got out of there before I could be invest uh, interviewed I'd like to come forward at this point because what happened was wrong and that's what we're hoping get somebody to come forward and just speak to us Give us an idea. No matter what it is, no matter how small that that piece of information is, it's extremely valuable.
1: If you know something about this case or any of the cases featured on Unfinished Business, please call the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office at 813-247-8200. You can also submit a tip anonymously by contacting Crime Stoppers of Tampa Bay at 1-800-873-TIPS. You can always keep up with breaking details on these cold cases on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following HCSO Sheriff.